Hello and welcome to the latest episode of First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. Uh, and today we are joined by Pablo Fernandez, a university lecturer in modern languages who has a fairly unique experience of fatherhood for a whole host of reasons, really. Yes, well, two main reasons. One, he is an uh, adopted father, father of a child, and the second time, he's a gay dad. So That's welcome, right. welcome, you welcome. You're our first gay dad. Hey, <laughs> as far as I know, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, well. we haven't asked, but yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, so, Pablo, do you want to explain to us um, your your family setup then? So it's yourself and uh, Mike and Charlie. That's right. Isn't That's it? right. Yes. So um, uh, Mike and I have been married for ooh over ten years, but um, relationship wise, we've been together for twenty something years. Um, so you know, like in gay years, that's a lifetime. <laughs> um, and um, so um, you know, we got we, we were very traditional guys. So you know, mm-hmm. after we got married, what do you do? You then have children. children yeah. um, so uh, we took forever to make a decision um, that we actually wanted to do this because um, we were uh, juggling the fact that we wanted to be parents, but also the fact that. We didn't want a child or children that we adopted to have the kind of to have the burden of having gay dads, which is how we saw it at the time. Mm. Um, we saw normally kids who are adopted have been through something traumatic in their life. The last thing you want to do is add, add. something else to that. Mm. So we felt that maybe we couldn't offer a, as good. A, a family as other adopters might. Mm-hmm. Why did you um, go down the route of adoption as opposed to like surrogacy or something like that? Well, um, surrogacy continues to not be legal in this country. Um, and, I didn't uh, even know that. Um, yeah, that. it's uh, well, it's sort of changing, but mm. it's um, mm. certainly at the time we were doing it, it wasn't an option, and it's also a very expensive option. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, so, and neither of us were particularly bothered by the whole bio kit thing. Okay. Um, you know, our genes being yeah, okay. passed on or anything like that. We were quite happy to. Kind of, I think when you come out as a gay man, it's one of the things that you accept. Um, you know, that you, you're probably not going to be a, a parent. Yeah. Uh, certainly, you know, 20 years ago when when I came out to myself, actually a lot longer than that. Um, but um, I, which is actually something that I struggled with um, mm. in coming out because mm. I always wanted to be a dad, and I thought coming out was kind of like shutting the door on mm. that. Um, so it was quite a turnaround that actually we, yeah. maybe we can do this. I've never considered that, that actually, because obviously there must be so many different layers to coming out in terms of all the various questions and answers you have to have yeah. with yourself. That never occurred to me, that actually you're kind of committing almost there, as you say, to the sort of the biological impossibility of, of having children. Yeah, certainly 20, 30 years ago, yeah. uh, I think probably... Um, you know, someone coming out now may not mm. see that as a, no. as a shut door as much as it was for us. Because there's more high-profile examples of gay men who have got families. I That's guess, right. Yeah. It? So yeah. Now with um, with Charlie, yeah, um, your adopted son. So you were you were explaining to us before we started recording. So you adopted him when he was six and a half. That's right. Is that yeah. right? So I suppose in most cases, and again, this comes from a complete place of ignorance. So please, um, please forgive me, but. I suppose most people would assume that when you were when people are adopting, you would adopt a baby. That's kind yes. of, that, that would that would be the kind of first thought, anyway. Yeah. So, what was the thought process in thinking? Okay, this is this is a boy we could 
we could take on as our own and help and love and, and help him develop at that age. Right. So there are historical reasons. Um, basically, um, for a long time, uh, gay couples or gay people weren't allowed to adopt. Mm -hmm. um, so those who did um, either were assessed as a single potential adopter and then their partner would actually be classed as their flatmate or something like that. Even if that went through and everything happened, um, then that other person would have no parental rights, nothing. Um, and, and then it became legal, um, but social workers... Uh, maybe didn't catch on so much so it became relatively easy well actually not easy at all but it became doable to be approved to become an adopter mm -hmm. but then when it came to actually placing a child with gay adopters um, many social workers felt that that wasn't the right thing for the children they had in their care um, so, gay parents became the ones who would take the last chance children. Okay, so, children with severe disabilities, children that were considerably older than um, other well, yeah, kids that you might have been thinking we've about. Found this, yeah, when we've done what I've written stories in my day job as a journalist about an adoption week. The children that they struggle to place are the ones that come from complicated backgrounds. Yeah. Because, as Rich alludes to, I guess as you know, adoptive parents, you want as right as went, a blank canvas yeah. with which to kind of parent on. And if you're taking a child who's a bit older, yeah, that canvas someone else has already had a go yeah and you are <laughs> and you left are, their mark yeah and you know you sort of started making the cake if you like yeah and you can't untake the ingredients out you've mm. got to finish it yeah mm. that that's a really good metaphor for it so so this was the case certainly when when we were adopting um so you know social workers made it very clear mm. to us absolutely no chance of getting mm. a child mm. under two mm -hmm. those days go, those go to and this was se this was seven years ago is that right this was seven years ago yeah um you know those go to the nice straight couples um so basically you then kind of you're kind of prepared uh, by them into right well so what are you willing to consider um you know, in Where's terms of uh, birth issues, uh, what kind of level of trauma that the child has been through to end up in care, mm. and those range from neglect to very, very, very disturbing mm. stories. Mm -hmm. So do um, you actually have to, did you and Mike have to sit down and, and actually make that kind of choice in terms of drawing a line and saying that is how list. far... Mm. There's a tick list. There's a tick list. Wow. How so you is. talk about, you know, certain types of disabilities, um, you know, f things like um, a child who is wheelchair-bound or requires constant medical care um, to being deaf or um, having uh, sight problems, um, f fetal um FASD, and I can't remember what it stands for. Um, 
fetal alcohol mm-hmm. um, oh, I see. syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the really kind of, apart from the physical, then there's the, um, you know, Down syndrome, mm. um, severe mm. developmental delay, um, to, you know, the, the, the background story, did which you, are another matter. And did you talk to other people who had adopted before you went through this process of, of, of kind of ticking the boxes? Because yeah. Because I would, I would struggle to get... You'd have to have a pretty good understanding about what you were getting into yeah. if you mm. were going to, um, you know, tip my hat to anybody that takes a severely disabled child and, uh, mm. uh, and adopts them and, we, you know... Um, You'd have to have a pretty good understanding about how your life was going to work. And also, there's no yeah. presumably there's no this isn't a, a situation where you say, "Oh no, sorry, this is too much for me. I'm going to hand this child back." It's not like once a dog, is once, it? Yeah, once you've made that commitment, you want to do, you want to be 100 percent committed to that child, right? So absolutely. But they don't just dump. They don't just. You don't just no, open granted. door one morning. There's a box with a child. In no, there. granted. I guess you have some like settled But you probably time, have to yes. to make sure you. But you, you presumably you still on. have to be. You have to be prepared once you've made that commitment. You don't want to be. I mean, whether it's mm. within the rules or not, but presumably within your own mind, you want yes. to say mm. no. I, I'm not going to be the type of person that's going to say no, no, thank you for your yeah. time, bye bye. Um, so research shows that about a third of mm. adoptions for children over five actually collapse. Mm. Wow. Um, that's uh, a huge number. It's a huge number. Wow. Um, and it's you know this is not about me being superhuman but yeah. it is a, a very of tough course, challenge yeah. Yeah. but you asked about talking to other people um, there's this amazing charity called New Family Social mm-hmm. that was set up by um, lesbian and gay parents okay. um, and would-be adopters and they meet regularly and you can go there either as an adopter with your kids um, so that your kids can meet other kids who also have mm-hmm. two moms or two dads mm-hmm. um, so they're not you know the only boy raised by two gay dads in the village yeah. <laughs> um, so they can see that but also for prospective adopters who are looking to talk to people who who have been yeah. through the experience and was that helpful to you? that was incredibly yeah. helpful both their online forums where you know you could read about people's experiences ask etc and their actual meetups mm. um, uh, it's it just um, you know seeing you know yeah these two guys who look perfectly normal mm. with a child that yeah. looks perfectly normal and they're telling you oh yeah our experience was like that our social worker was like that our kid's social worker was like that um, and just mm. oh okay it's so a bit like NCT doable. isn't it it's a bit it's almost like the, the way you describe it and the way it helped you it's almost like prenatal classes. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. how I imagine, how I, how I, excuse me, how I remember NCT being for me. Yeah. In the in that it's not so much the technical stuff, you know, within NCT where you're talking about labour and birth and all that. It wasn't so much that. It was more that solidarity with all these other people that were going through that particular yeah. experience and yeah. realizing, okay, so you're doing it, I can do it, we can all do it, sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. And I appreciate there's big differences, but no, no, in but terms of the process, the it's the yeah. same sort of thing, isn't it? Did you um? Did you have any? Um, were there any other children that you ha- were close to going through the adoption process, and that you had kind of contact with, and realised it wasn't going to work, um, or, or or we, you know, was did it work first time? Um, so um, when when you once you're approved as an mm-hmm. adopter, um, you have a matching period okay um and some social workers may send you profiles 
uh, or you actively look. Yeah. Um, some people are a bit distressed by this concept, but there are websites and magazines yeah. with yeah. children. It's like a phone book. It's isn't called it? Children Who yeah. Wait, one it's, of them, yeah, yeah. in a literally, wow. yeah. you know, this catalogue yeah, 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 of, right. of children. Um, so we did uh, make inquiries about um, other children before we um, found Charlie. And, um, but that's mostly because um, we originally thought we um, we were aiming at adopting siblings. Okay. Um, and um, so we were looking at, at groups of two um, at first. Um, very, for reasons that I cannot even begin to understand or justify, the panel that approved us, um, approved us, knew that we wanted more than one, so they approved us for either um, one boy two boys or a boy and a girl but not one girl or two girls okay do you know what the reasoning was um i can only guess it was a question of being role models and not having a female influence in the okay. family although we do have them in our network mm. it is absolutely pointless you know yeah. ridiculous yeah. when you think about yeah. it that is absurd. um you know i can learn to plait hair just as much <laughs> yeah. as I can yeah. learn about the offside rule yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, neither yeah. of which I was an expert on um, <laughs> before I adopted yeah. and right. I still struggle with the offside rule I must say so yeah that was kind of weird in itself and, um, and I, I, I mean some people say that oh, maybe it's because they're worried you you I don't know, you might abuse children in your care and say, well, in that case, surely placing a girl would make a lot more sense as I'm a lot less likely to <laughs> yeah, want to yeah, abuse yeah, a girl. Yeah. Um, it's it's scary how many people um, connect um, gay people with um, paedophilia. Yes. Mm. And it's like, really? Um, mm. We so were talking earlier, weren't weird. we, about the, the various misconceptions that come... That you you must have encountered yeah. as as gay parents, and, yeah. and that, I suppose that's just that must have been the first one of many along the yes. road, I suppose. Yeah, actually, um, it's funny because sometimes you work with what you assume people are assuming as mm. well. Um, so, for example, um, Charlie, when he was at primary school, he would get invited to lots of. Um, sleepovers mm-hmm. and birthday parties. He's a very sociable boy, mm-hmm. and he was very popular at primary school. And um, and I never, I felt really awkward about returning the favor and and asking other kids to come um, have a sleepover with us because I thought, well, um, maybe it, the parents. We've never had a, a negative reaction no. at all. School, um, I thought maybe people would be a bit awkward about their son going to sleep in a household there's just two men or something and um, so one day I finally kind of plucked up the courage to talk to one of the mums at school I said you know I I really want to invite some kids over for a sleepover but I feel that you know people may be a bit funny about that and she went are you crazy you're you're adopters you have been screamed (laughs) to the hell you know we are the parents that we know haven't got any issues Anyone whatsoever. can go and have a baby, can't they? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. harder to, well, it's harder to adopt a, a dog, isn't it? Than it is yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was really baby. funny because I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. It does, sound, it does sound a lot like, and you, you mentioned this again earlier when we were discussing various issues, that there's all these pressures which 
there are pressures obviously externally upon you but it sounds like because of the situation you're in you almost put a lot of these pressures on yourself absolutely <clears throat> excuse me um, so um, I've only very recently kind of come to terms with the fact that being and you guys need to actually work on this as well I've listened to your podcast uh, being a good enough dad mm. is good enough mm. you cannot be perfect mm. you put pressures on yourself you you know I've heard you talk about um, feeling like a spare part and wanting mm. to do more and th thinking you can't you know there's lots of things that you can't physically do um, and you just do your best yeah. and right. you know That's good right. enough yeah. is good enough mm. so um, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point um, as as a gay dad I just really wanted to give no one any ammunition that they could use as oh it's because they're gay because you feel like you're in the spotlight a bit more absolutely so you know you, I, you live in like a a, a a small home counties type village yeah you're not, I, you're not, not you don't live in a London flat on street or something like that yeah, you know, no. where you're in like amongst the, yeah. the heart of the community you're that's kind of, right yeah. yeah so it's no Manchester with no. its village it's no, not no, no. Soho in London um, so you know we're not um, I mean it's not we're not the only gays in the village, kind of thing. But, but uh, no, there isn't a scene. Uh, but you know, it's not. It's also not. You know, we don't get chased on the road with burning crosses either. No, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just kind of felt like we had to be perfect. Mm. We couldn't make any mistakes. Um, yeah. uh, I remember once um, there was an assembly at school, and it was. You know, it was one of those days. It was a mufti day, so yeah. you don't have to wear a uniform. Yep. And I forgot about it. And Charlie went to school in oh, uniform, oh. and then I went to the assembly and realised that he was the only kid wearing a uniform. And I just felt like, oh my god, you know, what an <laughs> awful dad I am. Um, yeah. And all the other parents were laughing because they said, "We've all made this mistake at some yeah. point. You're yeah. just coming into yeah. it later, so you've made this mistake at this point." Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's all right. But there's an extra layer of pressure you're saying. Yeah. That's really interesting because, as you alluded to, Steve and I talk all the time about the amount of pressure we feel to be perfect or to do this or to Boring, do that. Isn't it, oh, and it is, and it is. It's it's exhausting a lot of the time. Yeah. But then it's. I kind of feel some sympathy because we have all of that from our very sort of conventional standpoints. Yeah. And then you're suggesting that, of course, because there's this added layer of pressure of, like, I'm a gay father, I want to I make sure that I'm not giving anyone ammunition to criticise us or our son. Yeah. That you've got all the, that. It's almost like it's ramped up even further yeah. in your mm. situation. But also Imagine because people extrapolate that. So, you know, if... I don't think if you make a mistake, mm. anyone's going to say straight dads are like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah but yeah, if I make yeah. a mistake, and considering to many Why people we are the only gay dads they know, it's like, oh, gay dads do that. Yeah, right. right. Imagine how in John feels then. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you think you've got the spotlight on you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then he's choosing to have a public profile. So yeah, it's true. It's true. And it's true. God knows he's got the money to do whatever he yeah. wants anyway. <laughs> so let's wind it back a little bit. Day one, yeah, and you're a, you become a, a first time dad. Yeah, Rich and I talk about this business about sleep mm. and nappies and you know that the kind of feeding and you miss all that out. Yep, you've got uh, a little boy who's presumably toilet trained. Yep, and can feed himself. Yep, and he could even ride a bike. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Without what, 
Without a stabiliser. Without a stabiliser. Wow. What, what, what are your challenges? So, um, some people kind of take that approach. Oh, you're so lucky you missed out on all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yes, to a point. Um, although you kind of, uh, you know, maybe a week of it would have been nice to, yeah. to experience yeah. and share. Be more guest. Come round. Come round if you like. But, you know, we also missed out on on his first words, yep. on his first steps. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any kind of little socks from way back when. Yeah. You know, yeah. those things that you cherish and yeah. that yeah, 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 become yeah. part of, you know, your yeah. your story. You, yeah. you, you always r- will remember the first word and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, um, you know, there's pros pros and, and cons to all that so but it was weird um you know right now you can make a mistake with your kind of very young children and they won't hold it against you no. um you make a mistake with a six-year-old and not only will he remember he will throw it back in your face the first opportunity yeah. that he gets yeah um so you don't have that room for you know making your own mistakes and getting away with it um, so it's really weird. You've got this little person who can speak and is rational and all that kind of stuff. And you don't know each other so well. So you are doing kind of a lot of trial and error. Uh, mm. So let's, um, you know, okay, shall we make a puzzle? And let's watch this and mm. let's play that. And uh, and it's in, and also it's an adult grown-up relationship Um I think, you know, I mentioned about ideally having thought of, of adopting siblings, and I always thought, well, they can entertain each other, yeah. they, ha- they can mm. keep each other company, mm. but you're having to sort of entertain, educate, mm. etc. This this young person with his own personality already and who answers back. So you're mm. trying to become, it sounds like you're almost simultaneously trying to become friends, but also kind of impose that kind of hierarchy of yes. I, am your, I am your guardian, I, I am your parent. What, yeah. he, what does he call you guys? Uh, so I'm dad yeah. and Mike is daddy. Okay. Um, I, um, uh, I I was the one who took the long adoption leave, so I was off work for about I was going to say months. to that, yeah, so you took um, nine, nine months, did you say? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah well, adoption leave is exactly the same that's, as... Well, that's because that's a lot of what you've said has been quite disturbing, to be honest with you, about the adoption process. It's nice to hear that, because that's, yeah. that's a positive story. Okay, yeah, nine, actually, nine, you get nine months leave. Good. Work did get it spectacularly wrong, so I rang HR and said, oh, I'm gonna, I want to take adoption leave. And they said, oh, you're entitled to... Um, oh, you mean you mean paternity leave? You're right. entitled to two weeks. And I said, no, actually, I mean adoption <laughs> leave. Um, and I'm going to be the main carer. Oh no, your wife is entitled to to adoption leave. I said, well, there's no wife in this particular situation. Oh well, then you're not entitled to it. And I said, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to hang up right now, and I'm going to. This is my number. Yeah. Um, call me back in when an hour when you've, when you've done the, some yeah, some yeah. research. And indeed, they called me back and went, oh, yes, you're entitled to it. <laughs> um, um, Sounds like you played that very well. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you just don't want to be a pain, but yeah. also no. I knew what I was entitled yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was... that was. Uh, There's always somebody that's new to that. I remember when I yeah. took my shared parental leave, Yeah, it was a similar sort of thing. You know, it was a bit kind of, oh, right, we have got a policy. I just need to find it. Yeah. You know, it's new territory. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's this little person that 
that you're spending time with. What did you do in your, your nine months? Because he's off. He's at school. Yes. So, you, so what were you at home. Um, I tried to get some sleep um, <laughs> because actually, um, you know, like the first few nights, he, the two of us would literally be at his door, kind of checking: is he still awake? Is, yeah. is he still asleep? Has he died? Yeah, um, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and and. Um, so yeah, there was some period where he was off school just for you know to adapt, etc. But we could actu- actually see um, after three weeks or so that you know he was just itching to be with kids his own age. He was used to being mm-hmm. at school, and he just really wanted to do and, that. And, and also, I guess you guys are you got your solid relationship where you live. You've lived there for a while. Yeah. The thing that he wants the most is security yeah. and stability of environment. Yeah. So if you're offering like a routine, school routine, mm. that's great. Home routine, it's going to be living in the same place. Yeah. All of the things that he needs in his life. Mm. Yeah. You know, and uh, attention and care and interaction and all of the bits that he hasn't got by nature of him having to be adopted, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he just, I, we didn't realise it at the time, but he was really anxious about seeing his new school, mm. meeting his what would become his school mm-hmm. friends, um, um, and and we didn't realize how anxious this was making him. Mm. You know, there was the okay, so now I know where I'm living. Now I know who's looking after me, sort of thing. Um, who basically was saying, who are going to be my peers? And, mm. yeah, and 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 once we realized this, he was like, okay, well let's let's go let's go to school. Let's let's go introduce you. And he had the faced integration. Yeah. So he did one morning, then the next day he didn't go in, and then the next day he yeah. did the whole day, and you know stuff like that just to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how's that going? How's he how's he getting on at school and stuff? Oh God, he's. Um, um, he's he's great. He uh, so he's fourteen now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So primary school, uh, his first day at school, um, we both, both Mike and I were a bit miffed because, um, you know, he we went in with him and and the school secretary took him by the hand and said, "Well, come on, then let me take you to your teacher." And so we both kind of watched him walk it's along this long distance. corridor. Um, Towards his classroom, he didn't look back once. <laughs> you were waiting for not the tears once. Yeah. We, you know, we didn't want him to cry, but you, you know, you kind of think, oh, at least give know. me a wave. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really. But I'm oh. like that with Jackson. When I take Jackson to nursery, and it's me taking him, not his mum. There has been occasions, especially now he's gone to the bigger, the age group, where he cries, and he knows what's happening as you're taking him in and he doesn't really want to go so he grabs hold of your hand you have to sort of like prize it out and yeah. then take him to someone sit him down and go he's sitting over your cornflakes with your little pals yeah. and, you know, and he's there and he's slightly distracted and as you move away he's like daddy 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 but then this morning I took him and he was like you know bouncing down the corridor mm-hmm. take daddy coat off daddy coat off into the room and then was like bye daddy and it, you yeah know, it, it, we didn't even get the bye we, he just took this hand and went and we were both oh okay bye then um, <laughs> it's you know. interesting the similarities between because obviously your situation is quite you know unusual in the sense of the adoption and the adop- the age of of a Charlie when he was adopted and the fact that you're a gay couple and there's always this, and it's rarer yeah it's yeah. certainly rarer than the, than the norm and it's. I always find it interesting when, whenever Steve and I sit down and do a podcast and talk to people who are from, let's, let's say, I suppose, more unconventional backgrounds. Yeah. And uh, 
how sim- how similar all the experiences yeah, are because course. yeah there are all the of course there are massive differences in your experience because of the, the situation you're in but the the similarity you know the idea the way you describe Mike and yourself taking him to school for the first day yeah that's the same as any other couple mm, take their kid to school for the first time yeah. it's exactly the same mm. the same emotions mm. the same mm. feelings the same and it's I, I always find I don't know something I find quite positive about that mm. is that the, how, however you've got to where but, you are yeah it's about parenting it's, it's the same it's but, the same parenting I, is parenting I guess that probably is the same you know in terms of you take the child out of the equation a relationship mm. you know in my relationship with my wife your relationship with your husband you're going to have Similar, like one of you is going to be the tidy one, one of them's going to be the messy one. It's exactly one's the same. Be the so there's no, one's yeah, gonna yeah. Be the fun well, one. Well, no, you just yeah, but you take the kids out, yeah. even without kids, relationships whether they be gay relationships or straight relationships. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's still yeah, yeah. they're going to be points of yeah. points of connection where they're the same because they're relationships, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. I guess there's no reason why putting a child into that should be any be any different. Yeah. Absolutely, but you're, you, forgive me if I'm making an assumption, but it seems to me that you're, this is dawning on you right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. And sometimes, point of naivety. Yes. Uh, yeah. so, so sometimes, um, like me agreeing to come to you about mm. this, it's about visibility. Yeah. It's about making people realize, yeah. actually, yeah, we are just as boring yeah, as yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a fair point. You said, didn't you, earlier on, when the when we were talking just before we, we started recording about how uh, people's expectations of you as a gay couple yeah. are a bit more that you were going to be like Elton and David yeah, and they're slightly di- disappointed they're that, yeah, yeah we're, not, not, we're not very fabulous and we don't have <laughs> great clothes and you know personal trainers and groomers <laughs> and what have you so as great as it is to see public figures yeah. um who have children, you know, gay, gay or, or lesbian um, parents, um, you know, it does bring that... If people don't have any other points of reference, mm-hmm. then they mm-hmm. think, oh, that's what gay dads look like. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there is sometimes an element of disappointing of disappointment <laughs> when people meet us and, yeah. and we really are rather normal and plain-looking mm. and not fashionable. <laughs> and mm. But, you know... I suppose this takes, us, this takes us to, to the books you've, you've written, Pablo. You've got Becoming Dads yeah. and My Two Dads Are Amazing. And would that be essentially the message that you're getting across in these books, do you think? Or we're attempting to get across that actually we, this is just a normal family? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Becoming Dads... Um, was a book that I wrote. It's basically um, my diaries as we went through the adoption process. Um, so from the making the decision, making the first inquiries, being approved as adopters, the matching process, and it ends on the day we mm-hmm. uh, met our son. Um, so um, the British Association... Sorry. Uh, the <laughs> British Association for Adoption and Fostering, try saying that quickly, um, asked um, me if I would be interested in, in publishing something like that. Um, and uh, I was very happy to. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. I, I, it's actually very rewarding. I do meet people who've read the book and, and say to me, oh, my God, that was exactly what we went through, mm-hmm. or um, it cleared up so many doubts, or... Um, it was so reassuring to see we weren't the only ones who were having those doubts mm. that you talk about. Um, so it's been great. Uh, it's a little bit um, out of date now. Uh, you know, it was written a few years ago. Um, some things have changed, some things haven't. Uh, but it's still a kind of a, a kind of the reference point for gay dads uh, 
adopting um and it's had amazing reviews great, on on great. um you know popular online shopping sites. <laughs> um, so we can get it from Amazon, can we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to say it. You're allowed to say it. It's on BBC. And then the, uh, the... So my second books, my two dads are amazing, and that was um, literally a question of... You know, when you're a dad, you, when a parent, you read to to your kids, and actually, there aren't that many books that reflected our family mm-hmm. setup mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. books to read to children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I wrote the book uh, literally well, well for Charlie first, mm-hmm. and then I thought, um, oh, maybe, maybe I could publish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I self-published it. I never shopped it to any um, kind of publishing houses um, for anyone fear listening. Of yeah, yeah, you go. Yes, the book. thank yeah. you. Reach yep. out to us. So we'll put you in touch. Yep. Yeah, um, and uh, so it's self-published through Amazon, and it's had some really great reviews. and And basically, it's a book about um, this boy. Um, ben is the name of the character um, who lives with his two dads, and um, he says just how. Um, you know, his dads are great because they bought him an Xbox and they take him camping and they get like what he does with his Lego and they cook his favorite food. Uh, but then for each of those instances, there's a downside. So, you know, they, they cook me macaroni cheese, but they also make me eat tomatoes and that's, you know, evil. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they, you know, they like when I play with my Lego, but then they make me pick up the pieces yeah. and yeah. Uh, they take me to the cinema, but they won't let me see, uh, you know, like films that have an age certificate and things like that and and then um, you know Ben the character says um, oh but there's a secret about my 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 dad that I don't like to tell people about Um, and he says it's actually quite embarrassing so please don't tell anyone and so it kind of builds up to Mm. what's, what's this big thing about about his dad and then he reveals it that his dads actually don't like football, um, <laughs> and um, which is safe to say you're not highly embarrassing fan, and yeah. you know yeah. god awful oh, for him. Yeah. Um, so the idea is that um, any parent who's reading that book with a child can explore. Why do you think mm. Ben might might be embarrassed about? Yeah. Um, to, and you know, it kind of leads to the idea that it might be he's embarrassed because he has to that, but actually, do that for him is completely normal. And and he's embarrassed about the football situation. How, how has it been for for Charlie then? Because at the age of fourteen, I remember myself being fourteen, and I was the most awkward. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was an awkward, gangly fourteen-year-old who had absolutely no self-confidence. I was very, very unsure of myself. So I appreciate at that age for a teenage boy. There are a lot of things going on. How is how has he handled the idea that he has two dads? So, um, I think when he first started school, and obviously other kids knew because they would see us, etc. There was an element of him just wanted to fit in like everyone else. Mm-hmm. There were enough different things about him already yeah. that the um, having two dads thing was was an extra thing. So I won't deny that 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 was a bit of an issue. Mm. Um, for him, just wanted mm. to fit in and yeah, be like you want everyone to keep below else. the radar, yeah. don't you? Yeah, when you're a kid, you just want to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there was an element of that, um, uh, but the, I mean, there the, he he wasn't particularly bullied or anything like that. It was such a good school, and then when, even when he's gone to secondary school, um, at first there was an element of oh, you're too bad. Um, 
And uh, so, but we always taught him, okay, right, someone says something, you snap back straight at them. So someone says, oh, you got to that, so you must be gay. So the response prepared for that was, well, you got a mum and a dad, but some make you half boy, half girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, you know, nice. You know, same kind of logic. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. was the idea was always to, to, yeah. to have something that he could, in his arsenal, that he could use straight away rather than having to think of I it. I like that because there's a, real, uh, there's a real honesty and realism to that because I, th- I was expecting you to say, oh, we'd always taught him to rise above it and, da, 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 and all that. <laughs> well, and yeah. all that <laughs> which is a lovely idea yeah. in fairy tale land. Yeah. But actually in the reality of the school playground, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. You want back, right, they say this, you say that. Yeah. End of conversation. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's easier said than done. Yeah, of course. For him, it was hard. Um, of course, uh, yeah. I mean, research shows that kids who have two moms to that um, are not any more bullied than other kids. It's just that that may be the thing that they're bullied about oh, rather than the big ears, wrong glasses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hair yeah, colour, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, it yeah. may be. Um, so I think it was about preparing him for that um, so but you were asking about um, Charlie as a teenager mm. Charlie is a hideous teenager <laughs> as it's his job to be yeah. Um, yeah. so I, I mean I remember being a teenager and, and, and your parents were like these alien people yeah. that just didn't understand the you. enemy yeah, yeah but also you felt like how could I have possibly come from them we have nothing in common <laughs> um, so I think Charlie feels like yeah you know, he knows he didn't come from us. <laughs> um, so it's like he's totally vindicated in that yeah, we yeah. are so aliens I, yeah. and awful people put on this earth to annoy him. So yeah. I strongly remember being a child and screaming at my parents, you're not my parents, I bet I'm adopted. Yeah. Well, I mean... He's yeah, got, we he get that. He, can't, he, can't, <laughs> he can't, can't go there, can he? Yeah, yeah, well, he can, he does. Um, so he'll say, you're not my family, and you're not my real dad. And say, you know, I'm telling you to do that, you know, because I'm your dad. You're not my dad. What's, what's your snapback yeah, snap response? Back? Your oh, it's, I'm so sorry, but I've got a piece of paper signed by a judge that says that I am. <laughs> um, so sorry about that. Because when you say that. that, that does cut to the, I mean, like... When you said that, and the idea of your teenage son who you clearly love very much and have put your whole life into, and saying, you're not my real dad, that feels like a real punch in the stomach. That's, yeah, that's but horrible. he's a teenager. But I mean, I, and I appreciate, I appreciate, you know, I, Jesus, I said some terrible things Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of par for the course, isn't it? But that, yeah. that must be quite hard from your perspective to... We've yeah. had worse, but so yeah. uh, that kind of feels quite light. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, so, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a child who's been through the trauma of losing mm. their birth parents and being removed from their care mm. and spending time in the care system um, carries a lot of baggage. Mm. So, And that baggage has come out at different times in uh, varying degrees of um, Severity. So, um, really, mm. being told that it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose this goes back to the the thing we mentioned earlier. Is that anyone being a first time parent, which is what this entire podcast is about, yeah. feels this intense pressure, and there's a lot of weight on your shoulders. I would imagine anyone who's a first time parent who has adopted a child feels an extra layer of pressure because you don't have the biological and inverted commas, you know, connections and all the rest of it. Mm. And then anyone who is a first-time parent and happens to be gay, again feels an extra layer of pressure because of all the reasons you outlined before. So there's there's this kind of 
there's, there's a sense I get that you've just had an enormous amount to deal with, an enormous amount to process and cope and, and try and help him develop in the right way and all these things. Yeah. Um, Do you just crack yes. on with it, though? You just yeah, you just yeah. get on with well, it. Same as us, isn't it? Like, yeah. Well, also, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, and you make a choice that you are going to take this little person and basically... Um, I, you know, some people say, oh, because I'm an academic, do I have high expectations for Charlie in terms of career, etc. Um, and to be honest, if he stacks shelf in a supermarket but is happy, mm. I'll be happy. My mission is to help him become a useful member of society, someone who... And someone who is happy. Mm. Um, mm. Charlie's not a very happy boy. He, you know, he's... He's been through a lot, um, so he has very low self-esteem. He um, expects the worst because he's received the he's worst in the many worst. times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He expects the worst. So um, our big job is to turn that around, and if we manage that, then mission accomplished. Mm. That there sounds that sounds like a lovely note on which to end, actually, because we've we've been talking for a good forty minutes here, and that, that's been fascinating. It's really, yeah, really, really good. Really, thanks, really for, thanks for talking to really, me. Really insightful really as well. I, I honestly feel like I've learned something. I've also realised how bloody naive I am about so many aspects of uh, <laughs> of life. But uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for coming in, Pedro. It's been yeah, fantastic. If you've um, liked what you've heard please do uh, leave us a review and mm. rate us on uh, whichever method you're listening to us on because it does help other people find us. And uh, if you've got a story you want to share um, yeah, after listening on to on us any talk, subject, really. any subject really, then email us at firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com and keep listening. Keep listening, yeah. Thanks again to Pablo for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great. All right, well, um, look, everybody, um, as Steve said, subscribe, email. Um, keep in touch and uh, we'll catch up with you next time cheers